So we've been dealing with the subject of faithfulness. Faithfulness. And uh, we've treated the first part of it. We said faithfulness is the quality of being dependable, trustworthy, and reliable. And it is a character trait of God. All right? It's a character trait of God. Obadiah, come. Come. And then also come. What's your name again? Come again. Tino 10. Are you from Zimbabwe? All right. Okay. So, the quality of being dependable and trustworthy. All right? Now, turn your back that way. Fold your arms. Okay. And then turn, turn your back as well. Lean on him. So, uh, come back a bit. Okay. Come back a bit. Okay. Come, okay. come forward. And lean properly. Yes. Lean. Don't be afraid. He's got you. So that, <laughs> this is a picture of faithfulness. Praise the Lord. That's faithfulness. When we say a man is faithful, this man here is faithful. It means he's dependable. He's reliable. He's trustworthy. Amen. So this man here is relaxed. Doesn't have any fears, no anxiety. He's just leaning because this one is faithful. But when we say someone is unfaithful, (laughs) you get the picture already. We are not going to attempt it here. Do you see? It means he (laughs) he will move out of the way and you all know what will happen to this man. All right? So when we are not faithful, that's what happens. You know, that's what, this is what happens when we are not faithful. People cannot depend on us. People fall. That's why uh, you can sit down. Put your hands together for them. That's why when we are not faithful, for example, in marriage or relationship, someone gets hurt. And in our work with God, when we are not faithful, it means that God cannot depend on us to execute his agenda in the earth realm. God depends on us to carry out and to execute his agenda in the earth realm. You know, when you are young, it is the best time to to exemplify faithfulness. What are you doing with your life? What are you doing for God? Bible says creation is endlessly waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. So, when we become faithful to God, it means that we offer our time to God. We offer our resources to God. We offer our humanity to God. Then God would fill us with his giftings and his power so that we can execute his agenda in the earth realm. You know, in the book of Isaiah, the Bible says that God spoke in the heavens. He said, who shall I send? Who shall go? Who shall I send? It means God is depending on us to express his love to the world. That's why faithfulness is very key. Because when there is no faithfulness, there is no trust. There is no reliability. There is no dependability. Hallelujah. So faithfulness is very important. The quality of being trustworthy. 
And everyone here must endeavor to be faithful. I said last week that faithfulness is not a gift. So you don't pray, God, make me faithful. You decide to become faithful. It's a choice. You decide to become faithful. The Bible says a faithful man, who shall find? It means faithful people are few and they are rare. But if you are looking for a quality in a man, the quality that God is describing to us is the quality of faithfulness. A man whose word is his integrity. Young ladies, if you are going to go out or you are going to marry, God's requirement standard is faithfulness. Not someone who has money. Or someone who is gifted, but someone who is faithful. Watch out for a man who is faithful. Who says, I'll do, I'll do this, and then they do it. But an unfaithful person is someone who says, I'll do this, and then they don't do it. It's a sign. It's, it means stop. Praise Jesus. A faithful man who shall find. And last week I thought about the three characteristics of faithfulness. Number one is availability. Number two is teachability. Number three is consistency. These are the three characteristics of faithfulness. Then I dealt with why do we need to be faithful? Why do we need to be faithful? Number one, we need to be faithful because God is faithful. First Corinthians 1 9. And then secondly, we need to be faithful because faithfulness ushers us into favor with God and favor with man. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 3 to 4. So the more we become faithful to God and become faithful to man, we are ushered into favor. May the favor of God come upon you today. I said this week, may God's favor come upon you. So we want to learn a bit more about other benefits of being faithful today. Other benefits... Or other reasons why we need to be faithful. That's number three. Write it down. Faithfulness is the requirement for stewardship, not charisma. Faithfulness is a requirement for stewardship, not charisma. When we talk about stewardship, it means being handed over a responsibility to take care of. When we say someone is a steward, it means they've been giving a trust. A trust. Alright? You've been given an assignment, a task. If you are given a task, you are a steward of that task. So we are all stewards. In fact, the first steward of creation was Adam. God told Adam, keep and tend the garden. That means be a steward over the garden. So we are stewards of everything that God has given us. Even the life that God has given to you, you are steward. If you don't keep it well, you will lose it. Whatever you don't keep well, you lose. So there are some people that have decided to smoke. What are they doing? They are bad stewards of life. Because cigarettes has an inscription. This kills. And yet they go ahead to smoke. They are not keeping the life that God gave them, well. If you eat anyhow, you are not a good steward. 
Praise the Lord Jesus. There are people who eat at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. <laughs> That's a bad steward. What do you think? Because, you know, if you eat at that time, then immediately after you go to sleep, the food will not digest well. You know. So, later on in the years of your life, you see, you begin to develop conditions. And you, now you're asking God to come and heal you again. That's what happens with unfaithful people. When you are not faithful what God has given you, you need to petition him to add more. Meanwhile, he has given you life to take care of it. Amen. You are stewards of your, the, um, the life that God has given you. If you're a young lady, you are a steward of your virginity. A steward. You don't just offer yourself to people because someone said they love you. Praise the Lord. So you must see what, what God has given you, you will give account of it. So you make sure that you are stewarding it well. See, I'm, I'm going to be a good steward. So faithfulness is the requirement for stewardship, not charisma. Stewardship. Stewardship. God requires that stewards will be faithful. So if you are given a trust, you are given a responsibility in the house of God, you are given a talent, a gift, you have become a steward over that talent and gift. And God expects you to be faithful in handling that gift and talent. Faithful in exercising it. If you have the gift of singing, faithfulness means being committed to the gift. Being committed to developing the gift. Some of you can preach. What are you waiting for? Hallelujah. A good steward will accept what they have been given and they work on it. So you can start preaching to your roommates. You can start preaching um, to your friends. You see, you are developing that entrustment. Faithfulness. Hallelujah. So, stewards must be faithful. Charisma is not the standard for faithfulness, for stewardship. But it is the standard for faithfulness. Whenever you are entrusted with something, you are expected to be faithful. So, if you are a worker in the ministry, you are expected to be faithful. Faithfulness means rehearsals. Faithfulness means sharpening the gifts so you can give God your best. The Bible says that the best time to serve God is when you are young. Hallelujah. Offer yourself to God at a young age. Serve the Lord in the days of your youth. The Bible says a time is coming where you have no pleasure in it. You know when you are 80 years, you are thinking about when you are going home. You are not thinking about crusade and invite. A time like that is going to come. You know, I remember when my grandmother was 98 years old. I went to her, and she was telling me, pray for me. I, I want to go home. Pray for me. At 98, she can never stand here and sing. She can't. She couldn't even walk. At that time, she can't read devotionals. At that time, she can't preach Jesus Christ. But the time is up. Time has caught up with her. 
Serve the Lord in the days of your youth. This is the time to serve God. Hallelujah. This is the time. This is when you are beautiful. This is when you are handsome. This is when you have the energy. And God wants your best. Not your leftovers. Hallelujah. That's why we are serving God now. That's why I'm organizing crusades now. Not tomorrow. I'm not waiting to have long beard, gray hair. So I'm I'm taking uh, cities for God. No. This is the time. And you can do it. Say, I can do it. Say, I can do it. Say, I can do it. You will do something for God before you depart from this earth. That's being faithful. So every steward is expected to be faithful. If you're a steward, you must be faithful. There are some of you, I, I don't have the gift of, uh, you know, of singing. Like, I don't have a very melodious voice. I have a voice, but it's not melodious. <laughs> That's why I use my voice to preach. But when I want to sing, I call on Minister Isaac to help me. But when I'm preaching, he, he doesn't help me. Because I, I, can, I can preach. Now, I remember when I joined the church. The first time I went to church, I liked the music ministry. Because the music ministry had a lot of nice people in there. So I went to join the music ministry. And then rehearsal. They said we should sing. I started singing. Then the music director said, get up, go here. I went here. Soprano, I was singing. He said, get up, go here. Ah, I went here, treble, I was singing. He said, get up, go there. I said, what is happening? <laughs> After everything, he put his hand around me. He said, go and join the prayer department. <laughs> go and join. I didn't understand, but... <laughs> Later on, as I was praying in the prayer department, I just realized that, oh, I'm the one spoiling all the songs. The reason he's sacked me is that I'm spoiling the song. May you not spoil God's songs. So, you know, what gift you have is the gift you must, you must use the gift. You must use the word. God gave you a gift of singing, not to sing in the washroom, in the bathroom. Not to sing when you are walking to lectures, but to minister to the saints. Some of you can usher. Some of you have beautiful smiles. When you usher, people like to come to church. Be a good steward. And be faithful to what God has given you. Hallelujah. You must be faithful in giving. If you are blessed financially, God expects that he gave you that uh, wealth. You need to be faithful to it in giving it back to God. I started giving when I was a student. I started exercising great giving when I was a student. And God has blessed me and is still blessing me. You know, when I was young, I went to a church and they said, oh, young people don't pay tithe. And I was okay with it. I was enjoying myself. Then I went to campus ministry. And I saw young people who were my age, some of them younger than myself, faithfully giving tithe unto God. And it really challenged my faith. So I began to wonder, why did my pastor say young people don't give tithe? You see? 
So I realized that I'm losing out on something. So one day I just decided I'm going to tithe. Whatever I have, I'm going to be faithful to tithing. You see, these are spiritual laws. In the spirit, there's nothing like a small boy and an old person. They are just those who apply the principles. And since I started giving faithfully in the house of God, I have never lacked. Praise the Lord Jesus. I have never lacked. I have never lacked. So be faithful. Tell your neighbor, be faithful. So as a good steward, you must be faithful. You must ask yourself, what has God given me? And what am I doing with it? What am I doing with it? I will be faithful. Say, I will be faithful. Number four, faithfulness leads to God's greater blessing in your life. Faithfulness leads to God's greater blessing in your life. In point three, the scripture is 1 Corinthians 4.2. Point three, the scripture is 1 Corinthians 4.2. It says, moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Faithfulness leads to God's greater blessing in our life. In our life. In our life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Greater blessing in our life. How many of us want to be blessed by God? Wow. How can you get blessed? How can you walk in God's greater blessing? Luke chapter 16, verse 10 to 12. The Bible says, whoever can be trusted, whoever can be faithful with very little, can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little, will also be dishonest with much. He goes on to say, so if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? So the condition to receiving more from God is being faithful with little. Hallelujah. Write that down. The condition for receiving more from God is being faithful with little. You can never increase beyond the level of your faithfulness. God has given you something now. What you are doing with it is going to prove what he is going to give you tomorrow. Remember, God is not into wastage. When God realizes that you are not a good steward, he will not bless you more. Because for some people, you cannot handle more. Because what he gave you, the little he gave you, you are doing nothing with it. When we came here, what God gave me was a canopy. And my father's compound. Right? was a very small church. Canopy, about 15 people. Very small church. But I was faithful to that. It was little. A few people, I was preaching to them. I used to drive from Accra every Sunday morning and come here and preach to the people. After that, I hold meetings with them and be committed to them. As I was faithful and committed, God began to increase the church. In seven months, God moved us to this property. In one year, we had built this structure. Yes. 
I didn't have to pray. God, make us big. God, increase us. That's the problem with many Christians. What he has given you, are not doing anything with it. But you want more from the same God who gave you little. Now, understand this. God is a dealer in seeds, not fruits. Seeds. God gives seed to us. So whatever God is going to give you will come in the form of a seed. An idea. God will give you an idea. If you downplay that idea, you realize that it, it will not become anything. There are people that God is speaking to. God is giving you ideas. He's giving you thoughts. That's God speaking to you. But some people just think about the idea and then they let it go. I used to work with a book. I called it the ideas book when I was in the university. And then as I'm walking and um, I'm praying in tongues, then an idea will drop and I'll write it down. You see, I'm being faithful at the seed level. The Bible says that God gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So when God realizes that you are, you are just interested in eating, consumption mentality, what you have is bread. But if God realizes that you are a great person, you have value and you are faithful, he will give you seed. And you have to process the seed. Hallelujah. You have to process the seed. Today, that small seed, you know, being faithful, being committed. For seven months, I was preaching in the local language. I had to learn how to preach in the local language to preach to the people. Because about, about everybody in the church at that time uh, were look, the local folk in this community. Not even one at the time could understand the English language. Faithfulness. That's what God, being content with what God has given you. That's what God had given me. And I was faithful to it. I was committed to it. Preaching the gospel. Preaching in my, uh, my normal language. The one time, someone walked to me. He said, Pastor, I'm a Nigerian. I don't understand what you're saying, but I love what you're saying. So can you help us understand? That's when other people started coming in. And by the time I realized, people were driving from Accra to this place for worship. By the time we realized, the whole place was packed. And I started preaching in English. Someone was translating or interpreting. Things take time to grow. The reason why you don't see growth is that you are not patient enough to wait for things to grow faithfully. Hallelujah. If you will be faithful, you will see greater blessings. Bible says, if you are faithful with little, you will be faithful with much. Hallelujah. You will be faithful with much. You first need to know how to be faithful with little. What do you have now? Little money. Be faithful. Don't just blow all your money in just, you just came to school two weeks, all your money is finished. You want to be a billionaire. How? <laughs> you don't know how to manage maybe $50. You cannot manage $50 million. It's a principle. So because $50 is small, it can't buy much. It's the same way $50 million will be small. Because when you receive it, you will be buying unnecessary things. Your ability to manage little is what will usher you into much. 
Faithfulness. This is what I have. I'm going to be faithful to it. This is it. It's small. But I'm going to be faithful with it. And as you are being faithful, being committed, God will begin to increase it. Today we have over 37 branches. In just five years. 37 branches. Is the principle of faithfulness. If I was jumping from here to there, to there, to there, to there, you have nothing. There are many people chasing the wind. They can't settle with one, one thing and be committed to it. Praise the Lord Jesus. So faithfulness leads to greater blessings. May God give you greater blessings this week. I said, may God give you greater blessings this week. Number five, faithfulness is the yardstick for promotion. Luke 19, 17. Faithfulness is the yardstick for promotion. Luke 19, 17 says, well done, my good servant. My good and faithful servant. His master replied, because you have been faithful in very small matter. Take charge of 10 cities. Take charge of 10 cities. You know, we all want to be great. We want to be big. We want to be president of nations. We want to be billionaires. Some people want to own private jets. Who has dreamed that he can own a private jet here? Let me see by hand. You see the number of people? <laughs> May God answer that prayer in Jesus. I said God will answer that prayer in Jesus. To be beautiful... That we have a certain land up there. It's a very huge land. Right? We're going to build a city called the City of Favor. Yes. To be beautiful that um, in a few years to come, you know, you, you raise your hand, right? Yes, you come in with your private jet. You come in with your private jet. You come in. That's the City of Favor. Yes. But how are you going to walk in that greatness? By being faithful with the little you have now. If you despise the little you have, God will not qualify you for greater. That's it. What is in your hand? That's what God is asking you. You know, God want, Moses wanted God to do something extravagant, something huge. They were being chased by the Egyptians, and he saw a great sea before him. And he cried to God, God, come and do something great. God said, what do you have in your hand? That's what God is asking you today. What do you have in your hand? You have a gift. You have an ability to speak. You have pulchritude, beauty. You have intelligence. God gave them to you. As you are being faithful with these things towards the things of God, God will begin to increase you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a principle. It's a principle. Be faithful. Don't be all over the place. Be faithful. Committed. It's the yardstick for promotion. So if you are going to be promoted, you first need to be faithful. There was one of the business people in this country one of the very rich people in this country. He built banks, multiple businesses, multiple, he had business interest in properties, in finance, a very rich man in this country. 
One day I went to listen to his story. How he became that big. And that's what sharing his story. He said he traveled to the United States. Went to work with Deloitte and Touche. And he was um, as an intern. As he was having his internship, he was the only black guy there. His duty was like a front desk assistant. But he used to go earlier than working hours to go and clean the office. He would clean the office, clean the washroom, sweep the whole place. Before he does his duty. And he said he never missed work. He was so committed, so engaged in the work. That one day, and as he, as he kept working in the company, his faithfulness brought increase. One day, the bosses of the company called him. And they said, you are a faithful chap. We've seen that you are consistent. You are serious. You are engaged. You are focused. We want to promote you. We want to promote you from just... I said after the internship, they gave him opportunity to work. From just being a worker here to become a partner. We want you to be our partner in Africa. Yes. Partner in Africa. There were other black people in that same firm who had a certain attitude, nonchalant attitude. They come to work the same the time they want, but they want a raise in their salary. Those who hold placards. You know, we need to be treated well. Labor unions and all of that. <laughs> this one had to be a shareholder. And he brought Deloitte and Touche to, to this country. He brought other finance firms and he became one of the biggest people. What set him apart from other people who went to school like him? Faithfulness. It's so powerful. It leads to promotion. Hallelujah. It leads to promotion. Tell yourself, I'll be faithful. And walk in that faithfulness. Amen. Yes, faithfulness. 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 When I was in the university, I had the opportunity to work in a poultry farm. I used to carry about 2,000 eggs every four hours or so. No, you bend. It was a manual poultry farm. Very big. You bend and pick. You bend and pick. I was working in a layer unit. And I had funny ideas to stop this and do something else because this thing is too hard. You know, for some people, if it's hard, then it's not, it's not something they want to do. But you forget that God, you see, until you are trained with hardness, you cannot, you cannot survive in this life. God will put you through certain circumstances to train you. So I had ideas. Some of my friends told me, oh, get, get something better to do. Get something more diplomatic and decent. I said, no, I'm going to be faithful. This is what I have now. I'm going to be faithful with this poultry farm. Poultry farm. And at one point in my internship, that was an internship in a poultry farm. At one point in my internship, I was told to go to the sheep department. No, that was a big poultry farm. Sidal farm. Very big. Huge. They had many, many, many sheep. And I was supposed to go and care for the sheep. And I was, I was in the university. Caring for sheep. And what I do is I go to the sheep pen, open them, 
And they make a particular sound and they follow me. And I take them out to go and eat and I bring them back. Faithfulness. Listen to me. Faithfulness. I was committed. It was not beautiful at the time. It was not pleasant at the time. But I was committed to it. Praise the Lord Jesus. I was committed to it. And as I kept being faithful, kept being faithful, kept being, I finished the whole internship. Now watch this. After many years, I mean, when I completed university, the Lord gave me the opportunity to start my own company. So I never worked for anybody. But where did I get those values? Where did I get that courage? Where did I get that tenacity? It was from the poultry farm. If you've led many sheep to go and graze, can't you control people? <laughs> it's more difficult dealing with animals than dealing with people. The animals, were, it's just me. Hundreds of sheep. You are telling them, let's go here. They can't hear English. <laughs> but I'm, you see, I was committed to animals. See, that's why when I started church, I'm committed to human beings. That's why I do follow-up. That's why I engage you. That's why I send mommy to you. That's, that's why I don't, I don't treat you like you are a piece of nothing. Because I loved animals. How much more human beings? But you never had that opportunity. You treat people as if they are nothing. Because, you see, you were not prepared for greatness. Be faithful. Whatever you have now, be faithful with it. Hallelujah. Amen. Be faithful with it. And God will give you more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's no great person without a story. When you deny yourself the story, you have denied yourself the greatness. I'm telling you that as I preach to you now, I have been um, a shepherd, like a real shepherd before. Intentship, shepherd. One day when I'm filling my forms, intention, I'll ride a shepherd over sheep. Hallelujah. Yeah. At the time, there was no Instagram. I would have posted my pictures then, be able to recover them. But today, I'm a real life shepherd over souls. That's it. God was preparing me and I was faithful. That's what David said. He said, I took care of my father's sheep and I didn't lose one. Be committed. Hallelujah. People were faithful in the Bible. Write this quickly and let's end the service. Number one, Moses was faithful. Numbers 12, 6 to 8. Numbers 12, 6 to 8. Moses was faithful. Number two, Jesus was faithful. Hebrews 3, 2 and 5. Hebrews 3, 2 and 5. Number three, Daniel was faithful. Daniel 6, verses 4. Daniel 6, verses 4. Number four, Timothy was faithful to Paul. 1 Corinthians 4, 17. 1 Corinthians 4, 17. Number five, Hanani, H-A-N-A-N-I, was faithful. Nehemiah 7, 2. And then finally, Ruth was faithful to Naomi. Ruth, Ruth 1, 16. Ruth 1, 16. These are great people who walked in faithfulness. And God is inviting you to join the league of great people who walk in faithfulness 
and walk in greater blessings. Rise to your feet. Rise to your feet. Amen. This is a call to faithfulness. And if you will be faithful, God would surprise you. Hallelujah. When I went to university, I was given a privilege to become someone that comes to church early to arrange chairs. And I took it. I took it. That's not why I went to school. But I took it. It, it was an opportunity. So I used to always go early, ahead of everybody, arrange chairs. And then, while I was at it, they promoted me. I became assistant prayer secretary of, of a certain group. Then, as I was faithful with it, meetings, services, they promoted me. I became president of the fellowship. President. Leader of a student group. And I realized that there were giftings in me. Because naturally... I was a quiet type, very introverted. But you see, God kept promoting me based on faithfulness. And after school, God made me CEO of a company. And he blessed me with so much capacity and influence. Where did it start from? It started from arranging chairs in church. <laughs> faithfulness with little. So you see, the seed you have been given today carries the fruit you need tomorrow. So what you do with the seed, so what will determine what you have tomorrow? Don't be unfaithful. Be committed to what God has given you.